Welcome to Books Bisexuals, where we talk about books that we've read or that we loved and wherever our neurodivergent brains take us. I am Brianna. And I'm Nikki. And it's a Monday. It's a Monday. It's um, a little snowy. snowy. Oh, I actually <laughs> just looked outside and the snow stopped. Yeah, but, it but it's was been snowing just, for a few hours. Yeah, it yeah. was just snowing. Um, I looked out the window this morning when um, when when I got up to take Ninja out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I did not know it was supposed to snow today. And then I asked Google and Google's like, yeah, it's supposed to snow until 11 o'clock tonight. Um, obviously not. Um, but then it also said that um, we were supposed to get like 2.94 centimeters. I'm like, it's supposed to snow all day and we're supposed to get 2.94 centimeters? That's like flurries. Right. That's like nothing. And to be fair, like the snow has mostly not settled on the roads. Like no. it's only settled on driveways and vehicles. Yeah. And other snow. Yeah. The roads are pretty clear. Yeah. Um, wet. But wet. Yeah. Yeah. When I was driving out here, most of my like windshield wiping was because I was mm. like too close to cars. Right. You know, Sorry. getting their, like, back spray yes. from, like, the roads. Oh, I know. I was driving yesterday into dance class, and the day before, I was like, shit, the Tiguan needs windshield washer fluid. Mm. And as I was driving, I was like, oh, my God, I need washer fluid. It was super sunny, but I was getting back spray. Yeah. And so I was picking a friend up for dance, and I reached behind the passenger seat, and there was, like, a jug there, and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and so I got out and I just emptied the rest of the, into the car. So, um, yes, love, we have washer fluid in the car now. <laughs> Let's take one. Um, cause yeah, there's nothing worse than trying to drive and oh, not being able to see. I legitimately, so one, this was like a few years ago when my sister still lived in Valley. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and I was driving down from the city to see her had run out of washing fluid and literally like by the time I got to Windsor I couldn't see. I had to get oh, off geez. of the highway because I literally couldn't see. Yeah. And I was like crying and like calling my sister and being like ah, <laughs> like just like stressing out. Yeah. But uh, it was fine. I think she actually came up to get me because I don't think I had any money to get washer fluid so I think she drove up mm. to come like yeah. pay for it and then we just hung out in Windsor instead of nice. down where yeah, she was. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Uh, when I when I was growing up, um, I don't know if this was because we didn't have money for washer fluid or just because of, like, where we were at the time, mm. but, like, we would pull over to the side of the road and just pick up snow and just and like, wipe, wipe, it the, wipe it down on the windshield. And, like, looking back, I'm like, hmm. I mean, it's there in a pinch. We did a few of those yeah. kinds of, like, sketchy. Like, I remember one of our wipers wasn't working one day. Oh, this is so weird, but it was Halloween. We were trick-or-treating it was pouring rain and so we were doing that trick-or-treating where you like are in the car and you like run out to their front door run back to the car i've never done that yeah no i've never (laughs) done that we were doing that and then um i just remember my sister wearing like a plastic bag on her hand and like she'd have to like lift the windshield wiper just enough that it would catch and then she'd have to do it again so she basically spent the whole day just with like her hand out the window Mm. it was not a fun time no it's like in hindsight it's like ha 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 that's so funny but like at the time it was like we (laughs) literally just couldn't get our wipers fixed right no yeah and like growing up my parents i'm i think i've talked about this before oh um pause please 
Hi, friends, we're back. I was like, oh, I don't know what that sound is, but I also started saying hi before it started recording again. Yeah. Um, sorry for the pause. Uh, I mean, it's not really a pause for you guys, but... It was a pause for us. It was a pause for us. Um, we got a dryer d- delivered today, yeah. which is great because we've been... We went almost a year without a washer, and it's been well over a year without a dryer. Without a dryer. Um, because Which you can, you can, you can. Yep, yeah, we we were doing laundry at my mom's um, for a long time, and we hang our clothes to dry. Um, but it's it's really hard to hang king size sheets mm. and comforters. <laughs> it sure um, is. Yep, and uh, so like dur- during the summer, it was fine because I could hang them out on the line. Yeah, but in um, the winter, in the winter, you're trying to like. What, hanging it across your no. entire house, Yeah, I basically? know, really. Like, you can make a huge <clears throat> blanket for it with this sheet. Yeah. Um. So, no, we would take it over to Mom's. But now that it's, like, Mom and TJ and Julie, I felt like I was infringing a little bit. Yeah. So I was like, we need to get a dryer. Um. Also, because I fucking hate the feel of towels from the line. They it get, get crunchy. Yeah. I don't like it. I like a good fluffy towel, which yeah. I feel like you can only get in a dryer. In a dryer. And... Don't don't add us if you think you can get that on the outside. Because if well, you know what? If you can, if you tell us how, yeah, tell us how. Because any towel I have ever hung on the line is crisp when I bring it in, and it's like legitimately summers were like the worst time for me because my mom would hang everything out. Yeah, right. Like in the winter, we had a dryer. We would use the dryer. Um, so I'd love like the towels in the winter time, but. In the summer, it was just like crusty. Yeah. Not that they're crusty. It's just like they're they're hard. they're hard. Like they just feel really rough. Yeah. And I don't know if that's particularly because the towels that we were using were many years old. Yeah. Um, Andrew and I just bought some new, new towels. Fluffy ones. Yeah, from IKEA. Um, we we literally bought two bath sheets, two bath towels, and two hand towels. That's yeah. all. Yeah. That's all we have. Yeah. Um, and I was like, we need to wash shit, wash towels way frequently. More often. Yeah. Cause like, admittedly, like we'll use the same towel for weeks at a time. Weeks at a time. Yeah. And then they start to smell and then you can't get the smell out of them. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about this because I was watching a TikTok about a person who was like, don't you wear your pajamas multiple days in a row before you wash them? And people were like, no, fresh pajamas every night. And I'm like, how much laundry are you oh doing? Oh my God. I wear them until I'm literally like, this is disgusting. Right. I need to wash these. Right. Like, I'll wear clothes multiple times before I wash them. I like, have a pile on the floor in my closet that is not yeah, clean, but not, not dirty. dirty. Like, not dirty enough to be washed, but not clean enough to be folded and put it back in the thing. Right. Unless I have sweat in it. Like, unless I have worked out or danced in it. Yeah. Or unless... I mean, like, it's undergarments. Oh, yeah. Undergarments always. I'll wash. Except for bras. Those are iffy I'm literally wearing a sports bra for the third day. Yeah. So, like, yeah. But, like, like underwear? Yes, absolutely. I'll change them out every day. Yeah. Socks? I will not wear multiple times. No. Because I feel like they get crusty. Right. But... Jeans, jeans or leggings pants? or shirts that I wear for yeah. six hours? No. If I wear something to work for like, and I work for like four hours, like I'm not going to go home and wash that. Like I work in a bookstore. Right. They're not getting that dirty. Right. When like, I worked at an investors group, like I would wear my dress clothes for eight hours a day plus travel time. Yeah. And I would literally go home and just hang them back up. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't. I think most of my laundry, if not all of my laundry during that time, was gym clothes. Yeah. 
right? Oh, yeah. Because I would come home and I would put comfies on. And, like, I hang them in, like, because I figured out that I'm not great about putting them on, like, hangers. So Mm, what mm -hmm. I did was I just repurposed, uh, like, one of those over-the-door coat racks. And so I hang all of my dresses up using, like, the little straps from the... Yeah. Oh, that's so smart. most people, like, just cut out because they're annoying. Mm-hmm. Or use them, I guess, with their, like, hangers. But yeah, I never I did. I never did. I would just cut them out. Me too. So I either hang them by, like, the tag in yeah. the neck yeah. or by those little, like, shoulder dealies. Yes. What are those? I don't know what they're Like, called. just hanger Hanger things. support things. <laughs> they're, know. like, little ribbons. And it's funny, actually, because I never use them. And then um, my physiotherapist gave me an exercise. It's called a button pull that I have to do. Yeah. Um, for my jaw. So I so I I was like, oh my god, I have a shirt that has one of those things. One of, like one of these things on it. So I ripped it off. Like I cut it off. And then I tied a button to it. So I have to literally like put the button between my like inside my mouth, but between my lips and my teeth. Mm-hmm. Like this. And then just pull on them. Ah. Because it strengthens the muscles. Fascinating. There. Yeah, yeah. My physiotherapist. All the is things amazing. that I would never have known or thought of yeah yeah so but i just yeah i hang them literally on the back of our bedroom door technically like the front because the door's never closed oh right so it's just so like it's the open. front of yeah. the door right um and i'll t- come home from work take off whatever dress i'm wearing hang it up right away i'll you know yeah and then it just kind of like sits there until i wear it the next time right and i'll wear it like three or four times before i wash it yeah 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 no i get it um do you want to talk about books or do you want to talk about the other thing first? Let's talk about the other thing and okay. then we'll talk about books. Okay. So, friends. <laughs> um, friends, colleagues, esteemed uh, yeah. guests. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for being here. Um, <laughs> I, I'm like, how do I even get it? Setting boundaries. Setting boundaries. I'm like, how do I get into this? We had a, a lovely moment this morning. That, um, <laughs> Nikki was obviously very, you know, hesitant to talk about. I was feeling... I had been feeling anxious probably for a few weeks about recording. Because we didn't set an end time. Right. So we have a, a start time. Right. But we, we never have an end time. And, like, and it's just, usually around the, the same-ish yeah, time. Yeah. But, but it's sometimes not, later, sometimes earlier. Like, right. it was never established. Right. And for me, I find that really hard because then I can't, can't. plan the rest of my day. Yeah. And... If it's, like, a day that I don't really have anything else going on, not such a big deal, but I teach on Mondays, and so I was just, like, I don't know what else I can get done, when I, when can I shower, when can I do this, when can I do that, and so I said to Brianna just before we started recording, I was, like, um... I think that I need to set a boundary, um, can we set a time to end, like, our time together every week? And I was like, and, yeah, absolutely yeah. no problem. And I just, like, started crying. <laughs> it's really it's really hard to set a boundary. Oh. And oftentimes, especially, I find, like, our generation. Yeah. Um, because we were kind of raised as, like, people, people pleasers. People pleasers. Uh, especially girl children. But also not just people pleasers, but 
I'm responsible for your feelings. feelings. Yes, absolutely. It was because, like I said to Brianna, I was like, I wasn't worried that you were going to be mad at me because I could deal with that. That's fine. I was more worried that Brianna would think that she had done something wrong yeah, or, or that like, I didn't want to hang out with her yeah, or whatever. Or be like hurt right, by yeah. you requesting this right. like end time. Right. And it was nothing to do with any of that. And to be fair, I have done like a lot of work on like not getting emotional about like boundaries being set and things because apparently I haven't. <laughs> okay. This is like a big thing. Because um, I literally just sat here and cried. Yeah. yeah. No, you're good. I'm good. Um, but part of it was the just that um when I was nineteen, I was dating Tristan. First like oh, real yeah. boyfriend, first like um, you know, lots of firsts. Mm-hmm. But like he I was over at his house like constantly. You know, and for the first couple of weeks that we were dating, like, I was literally, we, he lived really close to our work at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I would just be, like, at his house all the time. We'd go to work. We'd go, because we also worked the same shifts. So we were together constantly. Yeah. And he was like, hey, can you go home Mm -hmm. today? And I was like, yeah, no problem. Absolutely. (laughs) I got in the cab and just started bawling. And I was like, girl... Like, even though you've been dating for, like, a couple of weeks, you need to calm down. Yeah. So I started really thinking about, like, why do I feel so rejected mm-hmm. by people when they're just setting something just for them? Right. You know? Like, they're just saying, hey, I need alone time or, hey, I need an end time to this. Like, can we do that? Is that fine? Yeah. And, like, But, like, yeah. growing up in my house, it didn't matter what you uh, needed. No. It absolutely. Like, I don't, I don't think I ever expressed I need ABC. I it was need, always like, like this... I want this, or I was in my room. Yeah. Like, that was it. Yeah, and then also, like, societally, and I know this is changing. It is, But, like, yeah. societally, like, women especially, like, people raised as girls, like, were really especially taught to cater to, cater to everyone else. Yeah. And be to, the caretaker. Yeah. I was always praised for being a caretaker. the caretaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of feelings about this when I was younger because, like, my brother wasn't very popular, didn't have a lot of right. friends. So you and felt responsible. I was, yeah, I felt like I was being asked yeah. to take care of him emotionally yeah. as, like, a friend would have yeah. when I didn't want anything to do with him because he was my sibling. Right. You know? Yeah. And, like, I found him incredibly embarrassing. Yeah. And, like, I don't now. Like, I know we've talked We're little adults. bits and things. Yeah. But, like, and there's definitely holdovers from my childhood where I'm, like, ugh. Yeah. Like, why? Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, like, you know, I I really felt responsible for him. And I chafed at that a lot because as the younger sibling, I wanted to be babied. Right. I wanted to be the one that was taken care yeah. of. And I felt like because I was more outgoing um, that I had to, like, take care of him. Right. Yeah. That actually brings up an interesting conversation, and I think I watched a TikTok about it. And, I and don't... my sister was much older. Right. So yeah. she wasn't re- expected to, to do, do that thing, work. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is the age difference between you guys? So between my sister and I, six years. Between my brother and I, two. So oh, there's four so there's between four. them. Okay. Yeah. So kind of like me and my siblings, but the opposite. Like me and my middle brother are a year and a half apart. Right. And then him and my youngest brother are three years apart. So yeah. there's four and a half years between me and the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so not quite as much, but... So, like, my sister was our caretaker in the fact that she would, like, babysit for us. Yeah. 
But, like, I felt like I was my brother's emotional right. caretaker, yeah. which was a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think we talked about this, but I've watched a video on it, and it was, it was this assumption that, I don't know if it's strictly parents, but parents of children feel that siblings should have good relationships mm. in their adulthood. Like, they yeah. should be friends forever kind of thing. And yeah. it's like, just because two people have a shared experience doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to have yeah. common interests or similar morals or anything like that. Like, because my mom has said that several times. Like, she feels like she's the glue that's holding this family together. And, and then once she she's died, gone... You'll never talk to right. each other. And it's like... Okay, well, that's not true. That's not true. Like, sure. It's not going to necessarily look like it looks right now. Right. Because, yeah, we do see each other more because of you. Because we all go to my mom's. Yeah. Well, to TJ and Julie's, but my mom lives downstairs. So we all just hang out upstairs. But it's like, I don't know, like, we're not, like, best friends. Like, we're siblings. We're siblings. I love them. They're fun people to be around. Yeah. But I probably see them just as much as I see you yeah right I don't know I don't know like I I just I feel like it shouldn't be a pressure thing that siblings should be friends just because they're siblings okay so my mother when she was growing up her siblings were definitely um favored over her Mm. for a, a few different reasons um one of them being that my uncle bill got uh, like caught in a fire or like got caught on fire when he was quite young. So Whoa. my mom was like a baby and Bill's like a few years older than her. Okay. Um, and uh, basically like Bill was caught in some sort of fire situation and had to go through a bunch of like Skin surgeries and, and, yeah. and just like healing and um, my grandmother Daphne put out the fire with her hands. She, she also had burnt hands. But my mom always felt like after that moment that Bill was the coddled child and she was the forgotten child. Mm. And being the youngest of four, like, she didn't get a lot of attention from her parents. Right. And she didn't get a lot of, like, um, you know, love and affection from siblings either. Right. And so she really decided that she was going to stop that cycle with her. Mom did the same. So she yeah. she tells us... 700 times a day that she loves us and has since she was like we were babies we can't leave the house without a hug and a kiss from mom yeah yeah you can't do that you can't leave even if you're like raging angry at the person yeah you say i love you you, kiss it like (laughs) you can say it the most angry way possible you like love you yeah but like you say it you say it yeah um, and I've continued that. I do this thing where I say bye forever to Tristan. <laughs> like, every time I leave, I go, bye forever. I love you. Like, you know. Uh, it's our, just... our thing is love you, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so she really made sure that, A, we knew we, we were loved. B, that we knew that she was proud of us. And that, C, mm-hmm. we actually had a relationship with our siblings, whether it was, you know. Good or not. Good or bad. Right. Um, but basically her thing was... Your siblings are your only family when your parents die. Yeah. You know, like, when your parents are gone, your siblings are your family. And so I want to make sure that even if you fight as children, that you still have a relationship by the time you're adults. Right. Because my mother basically hasn't talked to any of her siblings except Suzanne since she was in her early 20s. Yeah. And, like, 
That's for many different reasons, but, like, part of it was that her siblings were absolute shit to her growing up. Right. And, and so, so why would she want exactly. a relationship? Exactly. I was going to say, because, like, that also plays into it. Like, if you if you have a terrible relationship with your family, it yeah. shouldn't be expected that you continue that relationship. Yeah. Right? Like, no. No. Cut it out. No. Cut toxic people out of your yeah. life, whether they share DNA with you or not. Right. You like, know? Like, it doesn't, like, that part doesn't matter. <laughs> But I just, I thought it was really interesting that there's this whole assumption that... That we'll be best friends forever. Right. And it's like, they're my siblings and I love them. Oh yeah, I love my brothers. like, I definitely don't talk to them as much as I could talk to them, that's for sure. Yeah. But at the same time, I know that I could go, like, a year without talking to them and I, as as soon as we started talking, we'd be back into that, like, sibling dynamic. Yeah. Um, And also it's been interesting to see as we grow up, um, like how they've changed into adults and like how mm-hmm. I've changed into an adult and how long it took them to really see me as an adult, as the youngest, especially. Yeah. Like, I wonder if my youngest brother feels that way. Yeah. Because yeah. I or remember. Or if he even thinks, thinks about, about that. it. Yeah. yeah. I remember talking to my sister a few years ago um, about how, like, we were still stuck in these patterns that we'd had from like childhood yeah where like if my sister wanted my mother to know something she without having to tell her she would tell me because I would tell my mother (laughs) and so like I stopped doing that I stopped being the go-between but I also was like you know like we can talk about things that we don't want to get back to mom because like I'm not gonna talk about them now like I'm an adult I know when to shut my mouth like yeah (laughs) You know? Yeah. Not everything needs to be communicated. Exactly. And, like, I don't talk about every single thing. Like, I used to talk about every single thing with my mom. Like, any issue ever, any, like, happy, like, I would tell her everything. She was my best friend. Mm. And, like, we still have that, that really close relationship where, like, I can talk to her about anything. But there are certain things I don't now. There are, it's, (laughs) it's interesting because, like, growing up, I didn't, my mom and I did not get along. Like, I, I was, well, of course, the oldest, the only girl, right? And so... And so you had different expectations I had different expectations. Well. Yeah. And so, like, my mom, in my mind, my mom and I were mortal enemies. Like... <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like my sister felt like that, yeah. too. Like, they like, just butt heads. Oh, my God. I, I still remember to... It was... I think I was in grade nine... And I was just so mad at my mom. And we were sitting downstairs, me and my mom and my dad. And I was so angry. And I was talking to my dad. And my mom was sitting right there. And I had been really rude. And dad was like, you can't talk to your mother like that. And I was like, but I hate her. And my mom's just sitting there. And she started crying. And, like, it was just... And it's, like, like, really traumatic to, like, look back on that and be like, I really like yeah I felt that at the time yeah, but like you but like, really hurt her oh yeah like and if, like if I lost my mom today I'd be fucking devastated yeah right? like, and I'm sure at the time like when I was 15 I would also have been devastated right yeah. like but it was just yeah there were so many things going on and so mom and I are definitely better friends now I don't even know if I would say friends like you're definitely like we're mother close. And child, we're, yeah, we're close. very close. We're, yeah, we're definitely mother daughter. Um, she she definitely has a hard time seeing me as an adult, and I I have to wonder if it's because I don't have kids. 
So it's hard for her to, like, imagine you as, like, a grown a, adult. Right, because I don't have kids. Yeah. Because, like, I see her treating TJ differently. differently. Um, and Al's the baby, so, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I talk to mom about more now. There are still times where she'll, like, brush it off and, like, invalidate it. And I'm like, okay, mom, like, you, you can't, can't do, do that. that. <laughs> I'm like, I just need, I don't need you to agree. I just need you to accept it. And honestly, like, I truly believe some of the hardest boundaries I've ever had to set have been with my mother. Yeah. Oh, man. Mom, mom will make comments about my body. And I'm like, mom, I have asked you not Multiple to talk times. about my body. Well, yeah. you're my daughter. I can ask you questions. Like, I'm like, mm, no. No, you can't. Like, or I've like, asked you not Sure, to. but I'm not going to stay here to answer yeah, that. right? Like, that time that I went to give her a hug and she saw... I hadn't shaved my armpits in, like, two weeks. She's like, oh, are you doing the European thing now? And I was like... What are you talking about? This is such an eye roll moment. What? <laughs> I st- Mom, why are you commenting on my body hair? Like, yeah. Ah. Uh, I anyway. think also what I've done is I've like preemptively mentioned things yeah. like um that I know that she's potentially gonna mention or whatever. Like I'll preemptively be like, so I'm doing this for a reason. Like right. yeah. Well, and it's like <laughs> sorry, I had to get a Kleenex. Um, like I don't. I don't actively notice when people have lost weight, for example. No. Like, it's not something I, I really I mean, look at like anymore. I big sure. change. If then, you've, yeah, if you've lost 30 pounds, but if, I'm going to notice. If I don't want you to talk about my weight, right. I'm not going to talk about your weight. Right. <laughs> but so, my mom, all the time, well, did you notice that I, lo- I, lost, I lost 10 pounds? Like, like, mom, that's really great. That's fantastic um, for you. I just... I don't look at those things. Yeah. Like, and I'm not like, tracking your size. Right. And, like... It's the least interesting thing about you. Yeah. And she just... She seemed really offended that I hadn't noticed. And I was like... Like, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. But I'm not going to be paying attention to that. Right. Also, just because you know my mom. You yeah. know... Right? You know what she looks like. Yeah. This is just, like, a... Like, slightly aside. She and I weigh the same. Yeah. Bonnie? And we look completely different and that's one of those things where like body composition is so um different between people yeah like i often have people act just like incredibly shocked at my weight Mm. because i don't carry it in the way they think someone who weighs as much as i do should right and i'm like yeah i don't know how to change that for you like that's your own perception right of what fat people look like yeah yeah like my mom is very much an apple and I'm yeah. very much a pear. So yeah. we just carry it differently. But when she told, because she told me what she weighed. And in my head, I was like, we weigh I weigh the same. the same as my mom. Like, how? Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah. But, like, it is. Yeah. So just goes to show you that weight is not everything. It really isn't. And that is something that I've had to actively tell myself mm. every single day. Also, considering this morning I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I was like, huh, I look, I look kind of good today. Mm. And I went downstairs and hopped on the scale and I've gained two pounds. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, that tracks. Cool. Yeah. Like If I was basing my worth on, on what my, the scale says, I would I'd be, be feeling, feeling terrible. Shitty. Yeah. 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 I don't even own a scale. Um, That's part of my eating disorder recovery though, yeah. because I would weigh myself a bunch. We own it partially because <clears> Andrew's <throat> fine. Like Andrew doesn't oh, have issues yeah. around it. And because... Um, I don't know if he uses it with his clients, but like he has a personal training clients. Yeah. But I don't think he uses it with them. 
Um, but because it's downstairs in the basement washroom. You have to, like, actively go to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I used to have one in my bedroom. And my mom, like, um, almost convulsively, convulsive, that's not what I'm saying. Compulsively. Compulsive, oh my gosh. Compulsively weighs herself. Mm. Um. Still? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. A part of it, though, is that um, she has some, like, heart issues and, like, edema problems. So she actually needs to know if she's gaining weight really quickly because it's not actually weight, it's fluid, and that could be damaging to her heart. Right. So, like, now it's got a medical reason, Mm -hmm. but she used to weigh herself compulsively because she was really focused on losing weight. Mm -hmm. And I think that for her, it's a little weird that I have in the last few years, just absolutely stopped trying. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to actively lose weight. I, like, I may not be comfortable in the body that I'm in, but I don't want to punish myself anymore. Right. And losing weight has felt like, like, or attempting to lose weight has felt like a punishment since I was fucking eight years old and stopped eating because of it. Yeah. So, like... You know, I've just, it's a, such a change for her where she's been so focused on this her whole life mm-hmm. of, like, getting to an ideal weight and, like, whatever, where I'm just, like, I just want to be happy. Yeah. I just want to feel comfortable in the body I have, whatever that looks like, right. however that changes. This is your body. This is my body. It's the body I inhabit. And I yeah. often think of my body and myself mm-hmm. as two separate entities, and that's not helpful either. Nope. Nope. So, um, yeah. <laughs> there was... Interestingly enough, there was something related to that in this book. Yeah, Nikki's got this um, really interesting so far to both of us, honestly, because she's been sharing her knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's called Fearless Finances, A Timeless Guide to Building Wealth by Cassandra Cummings. She's the founder of the Stocks and Stilettos Society, Mm. which is all about women taking back their... um, their financial, sense of wealth yeah. and like financial knowledge and stuff because like she worked as an investor for years and she said the amount of times that like something sudden would happen and women would come in and have no idea anything about the finances because the husband always took care of them. And that's been like a historic patriarchal societal thing. Yeah. Like you know women weren't allowed to control their own finances until like literally like a hundred years ago. Okay. Yeah. A little longer than that. But like yeah. You know, women weren't even allowed to have their own bank Bank accounts accounts until the 70s. Yeah. So, like, (laughs) it's not been that long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The thing that it talks about is, like, you know, if you're trying to lose the same 15 pounds, for example, for years, and, like, you've done everything, you've exercised, you've dieted, and it's like, okay, something's not working, and so essentially you... Like, this talks about getting a trainer. Like, you've made your mind up that this is what you want to do, and so you get help to do it. Yeah. And it's like... Sometimes, yes, that is what's needed, but also... Sometimes it's just accepting... It's accepting that, like... That 15 pounds isn't going anywhere. Yeah. So... Or, like, why? Why do you want it to go somewhere? Yeah. Like, are you punishing yourself to try and lose it? Are you punishing? Yes. Or are there things that you want to be able to do that losing the 15 pounds would help? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, so some... There's this... A TLC show, which honestly I've only watched like three times because it's just kind of horrifying to me. It's called My Six Hundred Pound. I knew Life. you were gonna say that. Yep. Yeah, and um, some of them basically like 
they have this like show doctor who talks to all of these people and will do like gastric bypass and that kind of thing to like kind of help them do like surgical intervention to help. Right. But they have to show that they are actively working towards it. And um, some of the ways they do that is like you have to learn, you have to lose X amount of weight or you have to like do X amount of whatever. Right. But it often is if you lose a hundred pounds, I'll do this surgery for you. And it's just like, I find that, I understand like there's medical reasons for that, but I also find that so horrifying Mm -hmm. that I could only watch like two episodes and then I was just like, I'm like getting like (laughs) war flashbacks to my childhood and I just can't. I can't watch The Biggest Loser. Yeah, oh my God, no. That's also just like the most horrific show. And if you like read some of the... um like, tell-all background things about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's horrifying what they do. Yeah. Um, because it's absolutely not sustainable. And no. it's just, like, oh, I've read some things about that show that just are terrifying. Yeah. And that's it. Like, <clears throat> at the end of the day, you have to, you have to love yourself. Yeah. Inside and that and can out. be real oh, fucking hard. Yeah. And it's not going to happen every day. No. No. <laughs> so. Man. Yeah. Um, I was just watching the snow again because it's snowing. It's snowing again. again. Yeah, it's really and I pretty. Don't love the snow, but it is really pretty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We had a snowstorm Thursday night, and admittedly, I was kind of sad because I taught, and then immediately went into an acting class, and so I couldn't just sit and watch the snow. Yeah, and, and they so, were they big, were such big, big snow fluffy flakes. snow. It was beautiful. I know. And so I was done the class just after nine, and so then I went and like I took a picture of the tree covered in snow, mm-hmm. and I just watched it for a bit. Um, did you see the thunder snow that they had in Ontario? No. So Ontario got a snowstorm like a blizzard Friday night and they had thunderstorms with the blizzard. That's We had that last year. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. That was a weird time. Yeah, I know. Because I was like, lightning. Yeah, I was like, why is it? Why? why? <laughs> but it's snowing. Is that thunder? Yeah, yeah. It was very weird. And so Ontario got, like Toronto got it. Fascinating. Yeah. And they got so much Weather snow. is so extreme these days. Mm-hmm. Hashtag climate change. Mm-hmm. It's isn't, real. Isn't California getting snow? Like they yeah. yeah, and it's actually helping cut down their drought because yeah. they've been in like basically a permanent state of drought for years, years yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, but this helps replenish groundwater. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. They are also on like a coast that is historically uh, dry. So yeah, and there's a um, there's a desert in Seattle, uh, which I didn't know. What? Yeah. Yeah, there's a desert. New? Do you know that I learned that through Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> because they were talking about how like somebody was like in the desert for days, and I was like, "There's a desert?" But yeah, there's a desert in Seattle. So fascinating. That's wild. I thought Seattle was like a <clears throat> a city. Oh, uh, maybe it's. Uh, sorry, where is Seattle? Washington. Washington. There's a desert in Washington. Oh, okay. I was My like... bad. I'm sorry. So, I what? don't understand. Geography. Geography. <laughs> um, it's like outside of Seattle. Okay. So, but it's like, in the state of what? Washington. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> I was just, I was very confused. But yeah, um, it's kind of fascinating. Yeah. Um, but also really terrifying for like the future of the planet. Yeah. So. Also very, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yay. Um. Yeah. So I'm currently reading that book because I 
want to get a I want to get a better idea of money and because everyone not everyone there's a huge stigma around money and that you know you shouldn't want money and you shouldn't talk about you shouldn't it if talk you about have money it, and you shouldn't talk about it if you don't have it right and it's like I I don't agree like yes I agree that there are billionaires out there who shouldn't have money like that yeah but because billionaires you you can't like you can't make that in a lifetime right. just by like go into work it like you're right. exploiting people for that money right whereas this is talking about like investing in the stock market kind of thing. yeah and i'm like okay that's not bad yeah right? and it's like i want to have a life where i have financial, have financial stability. stability and mm-hmm. you know if i want to go on a trip i can if i want to buy something i can and i don't have to worry about what i'm gonna do when yeah. i retire i talk about this a lot with tristan about wanting to be independently wealthy yeah and how basically what i want from that is the ability to lose my job and not be worried right so i want to be able to lose a not that i want to lose a student but i want to be able to lose a student and not worry about how i'm going to make that up yeah exactly yeah like i want to be able to just pay my bills and not think about what bill i'm not paying right you know yeah. like if i'm paying the electrical bill it's because i haven't paid my phone bill in three months right. you know like yeah so yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah like we just got our power bill and it was four hundred dollars yeah and that's over a hundred dollars more than it normally would be and i'm like okay i don't understand why um and we can't yeah. see the energy insights right now like it's not working on our account oh no so i'm like i don't know what's, what's going, on. going on but i'm all of a sudden where i'm used to paying equalized billing of 107 dollars a month and now i have to pay 400 dollars a month you're like what the fuck right because we got the solar panels and in the winter we're not getting as much sun yeah so, so you're not like offsetting it as much so i'm just like <sighs> yeah luckily uh we live in an apartment so mm-hmm. we have like it's essentially subsidized power. Okay. So, because our um, landlord pays for the heat. Right. The heat, the hot water, the whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But then we pay for power for our apartment. So, it's like, you know, I think it's like split through the building or whatever. But basically, it's not that much. Right. So, we don't have to pay that much every month. Right. Or every, every two, two months. Every two months, yeah. Yeah. But um. because it's one of those bills where, like... I know they can't shut off my power in the winter. I haven't been paying it for a while. (laughs) Which is not great. Um, It's, you know, it is my reality currently. Because, unfortunately, February is the worst month possible in retail. There's, like, no hours. Um, It's a short month. It's a short month. No one's coming in to buy things. Like, it's slow at work. We're getting cut early. Like, you know... So, it's just a hard month. Right. And so, like, I've just been boring, stealing from Peter to pay Paul, basically. So, yeah. Um, it's March. Fearless finances. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's what I'm reading. Because I... I, I don't want to be... Yeah, I don't want to be yeah. afraid of money and feel I'm, like I'm constantly trying to grasp at it. Yeah, I'm terrified of it, yeah. honestly. Like, it's really scary to me. Yeah. And so. so I thought this would be a good book. It is, like, Cassandra Cummings is a black woman. And so there is a lot in it. Specifically, specifically geared. geared towards black women. Um, but that, understandably so. Yeah. Um, so admittedly, when I started reading it, I was like, should I be reading this? Yes. Like, am I, 
Am I infringing? Like, do you know what I mean? The intersectionality of it is important. It's important to know that, like, A, women historically and even to this day are left out of financial conversations, left Mm -hmm. out of financial spaces, left out of, like, you know, a lot of things surrounding money. Um, So it's important to do that. But then you consider that on top of that, black women are even less likely to be investing, to be Mm -hmm. in a financial sector, to do these kinds of things. Yeah. So you have to have that intersectionality. But I think it's important also to read those intersectional books as well because then it gives you the opportunity to learn how it's worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And not even necessarily that. Not in a way of like, oh, pity porn or whatever, but just like... It's just good to know. It's good to know like, what everyone is facing. There's a stat in here. Um, yeah. I forget what it is. There's, I mean, there's a bunch of stats. Like, one of them is that um, women uh, typically own 32 cents for of wealth for every, every dollar. dollar that a man owns. Yeah. Um, but, no, it was saying that, um, yeah, black women are graduating university at a higher percentage than any other, yeah, um, any other demographic, and um, so that should be reflected in where the wealth goes, but it's and it's not, not being. So, yeah. like, why is it not being? Yeah, um, black women have been earning degrees at a higher rate than any other group of women in the U.S. since 2015 to 2016. Um, there's a citation just so I can give the source. I'm in chapter one. Yeah, so degrees conferred by race and sex, Institute of Education Sciences, National Center for Education Statistics. Um, and yeah. this is an American, she's American, and so it is very American focused. focused. But again, like. North America is pretty similar throughout the We whole... have the stock market in Canada. Like, yeah. So it's fine. I can invest in American stocks. And I mean, I have, I have a TFSA, and I put money into it. Um. And it goes into mutual funds. Mutual mm-hmm. funds? Mm-hmm. Stocks? Stocks. Depends. Um, so I know that my, Stocks. when I set up mine, Stocks. I was very risk adverse. So I went for mutual funds because they are. Um, very, they're more stable. They're more stable. Yeah. I also went for low risk ones. Yeah. Um, which were mostly like the Canadian government ones. Right. Um, but you can do a lot. You can go into like higher risk um, and now with my RSP, I was, uh, because I was a little bit more knowledgeable <laughs> about like finances and things. And also my brother had just gone through like a, um, account, like a math course, accounting right. course. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so he had been talking to me a lot about like finances and the stock market and everything. I became like medium risk. Right. Where I'm willing to take a little bit more risk, but I still want stability in my money. So. Yeah. Um, No, so it's definitely stocks. Um, Mm -hmm. I just got really excited because um, I invested in Manulife. Yeah. And for a long time, right after I invested in Manulife, it kind of... It tanked. tanked. (laughs) Like it went down. So every time I logged on, it was like Manulife minus 200 and some odd dollars. I was like, oh oh, my God. (laughs) And today I just happened to log on and um, I'm in the positive $259 Ooh. for Manulife. So I'm like, yes. Fascinating. My other one is still in the negative, but that's fine. But that's the that's nature the, that's of That's the it. stock market. Like, and that's why I'm, I'm like medium low risk because I just, I don't want my money to be gone. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, yeah. and I, you hear all the horror stories, and you don't really hear a lot of the, the good things. The good it's things. It's like why people are afraid of planes. Right. Because you hear about the crank, the plane crashes, but you don't hear about the thousands of planes that get to where they're going every day. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I know. Um, and I'm still reading, sorry, that was a total switch topic. <laughs> I was just, I was just going to say. But like yeah. a books. I know. I was, I'm still reading the. Second book in the. the second book in Children the of. Children of Dahara. Yeah. Uh, fear, fearless. So, no, no, that's this one. S- something, children. <laughs> it is. Into, I had this problem into darkness. No, hateful things. Yeah, yeah, hateful things. I'm still reading it. I was about to say I had this problem because I was looking up the name. I forgot what it was. Like I remembered that it was um. Children of Dahara, but yeah. I forgot that it was called The Scribbly Man. Oh. So I, like, Googled it, and then it just kept showing me, like, the full volume, and I was like, what are they called individually? Yeah, right? Like, annoying. Yeah. What did you read? I read a couple of books this week. Nice. Um, the first one that I read uh, is Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Um, set in Toronto? No. Oh, okay. No, it's... Just set in, in the Six, so... Oh, <laughs> The six are a band. So, oh, um, cute. Okay, so this has also recently become a Amazon Prime TV show. Um, they have the first three episodes out. What's so, Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh, and oh, it's, it's right there. The first one, literally the first thing. Hey, it's I like Sam him. Clap, 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 clap. He was in the Hunger Games. Yeah, he yeah. played Finnick. Yeah, I like him. Um. Okay, so. The basic story, the basic premise of the book is that it is written in uh, interview style um, with the band Daisy Jones and the Six. So, in the 70s, Daisy Jones and the Six, um, they wrote an album together, put out this album, had a tour, and um, then the band broke up right after the last... Um, like tour stop, the yeah. last show they did, the band broke up and they've never sung together since. So this book is written in like modern day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was in the 70s. I think this book is written to be like they're talking about it in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So like 20 or some odd years have passed. And to this day, to this present day, mm-hmm. they've never talked about what happened. Mm-hmm. So the book is written as if it's... Um, interviews with the the band and important people of the time right um try like dissecting what happened and why they broke up and like all of these things yeah. and it's a really fascinating the way it's written is like you never hear the interviewers questions it's just written with like their responses but giving enough context oh, that, you that you understand what was asked. what was asked right um and sometimes they will like Obviously, we'd be asked the same question, but their answers are so vastly different from each other, even though they were, like, all at the same place at the same time. Right. Or, like, you know, huh. someone will say, like, Daisy was wearing a white shirt, and then someone else was like, she was wearing a blue dress. And it was, oh, like, just, geez. you know, yeah. the way that memory changes and fades and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, the story is basically that um, Billy Dude. Dunn oh, yeah, is the the, like, main... Um, band guy, what is it called? Lead singer. (laughs) 
And he and his brother Graham make a band called the Dunn Brothers uh, with three other dudes. So two of them were like childhood friends um, that were also brothers, Eddie and Pete. And then they had uh, another guy who actually went off to Vietnam and died there. So mm-hmm. they got like a replacement for him, Warren. Okay. Totally forget the first guy's name. I'm sorry. Um, and then, so the main cast of characters also includes Camilla, who is Billy's wife. And then the sixth band member that they added, Karen, who plays the piano. So Billy is lead singer. Graham is lead guitar. Um, Eddie is the bassist. Pete is backup guitar. And then Warren is drums. So where does the name Daisy Jones come from? So Daisy Jones is a separate person. Oh. Who also had, so that was the the Dunn brothers, who then became the six when they added Karen. um, Because Karen's like, well, I'm no one's brother. Right. So they became the six. And then Daisy Jones was a separate person um, who was just like writing and was like, kind of getting popular but she was mostly a socialite like she was mostly the way the book starts it says um daisy jones the groupie where uh-huh. she just spent a lot of time like in the scene right um and then she released like a an okay album that did all right but then they um were going to be writing another album, like The Six was going to be writing another album, mm-hmm. but they hadn't done super well on the last one due to a bunch of factors. And so their, um, like, music producer, Teddy, was like, hey, I'm going to set you up with Daisy. I think that you two could do a good job together. And they wrote a song together that went, like, almost instantly top of the charts. Right. And so they wrote an album together and they labeled it as Daisy Jones and the Six. Right. So, um, basically it tells the story of how these two, like the Six and Daisy Jones got together and then how they just like fell apart because of a bunch of different problems. Like Billy was too controlling over the band and like, um, couldn't control Daisy and there's also, like, a lot of sexual tension between them. and just, But he's married. But he's married and really committed to his wife. Also, he had, um, like, alcohol and drug problems mm-hmm. and went into rehab for it. Uh, and then, like, you know, just was completely sober but still hanging around everyone who was still in the lifestyle and still doing drugs and drinking mm-hmm. a lot. And, like, Daisy is, like, high the whole fucking time. Like, um... And it's just, it was such a fascinating read. Mm -hmm. Like, I was worried that I'd be annoyed by the interview style, but it was such a cool way to read about the story. So, really highly recommend the book. It's fantastic. Um, The TV show definitely changes some things, because I've started watching it. Oh, did you? But, okay, here's my problem. (laughs) What I did was, I read Daisy Jones and the Six. Yeah. I closed the book. And then I opened Amazon. Oh, Jesus. Because um, I thought it came out, like, next week. Right. So I opened Amazon, and it was the first thing on the homepage, and I went, great, I'm going to watch this. So, like, I you was... were very fresh. Very fresh yeah. into, like, having just read the book. Mm-hmm. So I noticed every single thing that they differed I've, from. I've done that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is a good show. Um, it definitely, like, evokes the feelings of the 70s and, like, the music. And they, like, wrote... Um, so in the book... 
Taylor Jenkins Reid has written the album that they wrote together. So, like, in the back of it is the lyrics for all the songs oh, that they wow. wrote. Um, so they actually wrote music for all of it. Nice. So, very interesting to see how that works, because they have changed certain things, and, like, so I, I'm definitely going to be watching the TV show. Was the author <clears throat> consulted on the TV show? Yeah, okay. she didn't write the screenplay, but she was definitely, like, consulted yeah. for it. nice. Um, really good. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, I've read, the other book that I read by Taylor Jenkins Reid was, um, Evelyn Hugo, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn oh, Hugo. I haven't read it yet. It's, it's also very good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Taylor Jenkins Reid. Nice. Okay. I has, I still have that one in We Were Liars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> also a good book. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that I read, which I can't remember now. <laughs> oh, Happily Ever Maybe by Haley Shore. So this is a, um, a Beauty and the Beast retelling. Oh. So, <clears throat> Malcolm... Main character, Malcolm, is, uh, he was in a really tragic accident that caused him to be very scarred. Um, he has, like, a big scar down his face, and then he has a bunch of, like, um, skin grafting and stuff on the rest of his body. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he has this terrible accident. He moves to Calico Cove to basically be the local hermit. (laughs) He buys, like, the lighthouse and just lives away from everyone um and he's actually called the beast of calico cove of course yep uh enter jolie who um her dad borrows money from malcolm Mm -hmm. uh and then basically spends most of it on her sister's wedding and uh malcolm finds out about this and basically freaks out and is like, I'm calling in my debt because you told me that this was for both of your children and it looks like you spent it all on your one daughter, Ooh. on your, quote, the pretty one. So uh-huh. Jolie is the clever one uh, and her sister is the pretty one. And uh, so he's like, I'm calling in this debt. I'm going to take your boat. And they're lobster fishermen. So, like, their boat is their only livelihood. Right. And Jolie's like, you're not going to take our boat. And he's like, well, then I'll take you. And she's like, uh, no weird sex stuff. Because it's set in, like, modern day. Right. And he's like, no, you're going to be my live-in housekeeper and <laughs> cook. Great. Um, so she agrees to that because they've had, like, a little bit of, like, this friendship going where, um, she's been delivering lobsters to him every week. And it started with her, like, leaving it outside the gates. And then eventually they, like, started talking and she was able to like deliver it into his house and like Mm. so they've a a little bit of relationship and now he's she's living in his house and being a housekeeper to him as a captain ish she's allowed to go and do whatever but like the deal is that she works for him until their debt is paid off right yeah okay gotcha um but she like, purposely does things to make him annoyed. Like, she, um, leaves damp sheets on his bed. Like, she literally puts damp sheets as if she, like, doesn't know how to do laundry. And, like, she cooks terribly for him, even though she's a fantastic chef. And, like, it's just, it's funny at the same time as being, like, cute and romantic. So, um... It was cute. There's other books in the series that I'm also going to read. I'm assuming that they're also fairy tale... Retellings. Retellings. Yeah. 
Um, one of them I can already tell is definitely going to be like a Cinderella thing because they talk about Jolie's best friend mm -hmm. and how she has to work in the restaurant that should have been hers. Her father gave it to her stepmother. Oh. And she has like a really rich ex. So I'm guessing it's going to be like a, a second chance Cinderella story. Mm -hmm. So Cool. Yeah, I think that was the next one actually. Oh, um, nice. But... I haven't oh. started it yet. So. Yeah, no, that's fair. It was a cute read. It was a quick one. Yeah. I actually found that via um, Facebook-sponsored ad. I know. Facebook's like, oh, you, you are clicking on a lot of these book things. Yeah. Here, read this one. And I was like, all right. So. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Nice. Yeah. Um, I watched The Last of Us. Oh, did you love it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Andrew and I started it last week and I mean Pedro Pascal oh I know <laughs> fuck he's so good um, and about 30 minutes into the first episode Andrew was like yeah I don't think I'm gonna watch this show because <laughs> <laughs> um, in case you don't know what The Last of Us is about um, it's about uh, a cordyceps fungus mushroom mm -hmm. I forget fungus or mushroom. It's a mushroom. It's a mushroom. So Cordyceps mushroom. Right. That essentially um, infects people and grows in people. And makes them zombie-like. This yeah. is actually legitimate. It's based on a video game as well. It is based on a video game, yeah. but the cordyceps mushroom actually does this to insects. Yes. And most of them ants. Yeah. Um, but it basically takes over their brain, makes them go to the highest point that they can climb, and then releases its spores while actively killing its host. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's actually kind of terrifying. Yeah. Well, and they talk about that, like, right at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Um, but, like, in the 70s, quote unquote. Like, it's yeah. like a 70s talk show. And it's, you know, he's, like, theorizing... You know, because cause he was like, oh, but I can't live in humans. And I was like, no, no, no. The human body is too, is too warm. Well, it's too, and too warm. warm. Yeah. So then it was like, but what if the temperature of the earth Rises. increases like a couple of degrees and mm -hmm. matches that of the human body? Like mm -hmm. then what happens? Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there watching and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> the heaviest foreshadowing possible. Yeah. Well, that, but also like our earth is increasing in temperature. Uh -huh. um, to be fair, that is science fiction. Yes, it's, it is science it's fiction. It's not going to actually like infect us. Um, yet. Yet. Um, but, but it's like a zombie yeah. game. Yeah. It's like a post-apocalyptic. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. the, the like day zero or whatever mm -hmm. happens in... 2003, mm -hmm. and the show takes place in 2023. Yeah. So 20 years later. Um, that's and, all I'm going to say. And The Last of Us being the last, the last humans, humans that haven't been taken over by the right. Cordyceps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is wild. Um, episode three, which is the one that everyone was freaking out about, could stand as its own thing. Like, you don't have oh. to watch, you don't have to watch the show to understand what's going on in this episode. It is such a beautiful Is that the episode. one with Nick Offerman? Yeah. Yeah. And his yeah. little gay husband. Yeah. Gay husband. Oh. I don't know why I had to. I don't know, but, um, <laughs> I was talking to someone at dance and, and they were like, oh, the one with the gay guys? And I was like, yeah. Sure. Like, Yes, Reductive, but yes. I know, yeah. Um, but, oh, it was such a good episode. And just, like, Pedro Pascal is so... Like, he's so handsome. I cry every episode. And he has just, like, 
the emotional range of like an ocean. Like yeah. he's just fantastic. Yeah. Like he this this show he's so good in mm-hmm. this show. Um The Last of Us the game yeah. won a billion awards. Yeah. They won like game of the year yeah. and like um they were cutting edge technology with their like cutscenes and things. Like it was just when it came out it was like Oh my brother the biggest devoured deal. it. He and loved it's beautiful. It. Yeah. It was one of the first games Okay, let's be clear. I don't know this for sure, but it was, like, one of the first games that really actively used, like, the 4K technology that we have for TVs. Like the rendering? Yeah. I think so. Um, And it also uses the Unreal Engine, uh, which is... I should know who released this. But um, the Unreal Engine is an AI engine that runs a lot of games nowadays mm-hmm. and especially big like open sandbox games like um you know Elden Ring and that kind of thing because it just renders things really quickly. Do you mean um, Elder Ring? Elden Ring? Elden Ring? It's Elden. Oh, it's Elder Scrolls. Yeah. That's where my Skyrim bra- Elder yeah. Scrolls. Yeah. Elden that's, Ring. Okay. That's yeah. It's I was different. like, wait, what is this? <clears throat> what? Um, but yeah, so the Unreal Engine runs that. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like when the show came out, my brother was very skeptical because he loved the game. And, and they do this with games all the time. And sometimes and it flops. terrible. Yeah. So he did not have high expectations. And he's like, it's we, the fucking best show I've ever seen I in my think life. I said this like last week of the, or like last episode or like the one before yeah. where um, this is like a golden age for video games being turned into watchable media yeah where they're doing a really good job with it it start it was kind of like like the witcher fantastic so good um the last of us has been fantastic they're releasing a really big super mario movie although there's issues there's a lot of content yeah but like a lot and like the sonic video like movies Mm -hmm. when we did really well so like it's kind of this golden age where they're actually making good content instead of just like quick content right yeah so um and so i didn't know that there are two the last of us games like there's one and two um and al said that season two of the show has already been confirmed um and it was funny because meg was like well i heard that like season one and two is the first video game and al goes no No. (laughs) he just like side eyes her and he's like no (laughs) he's like there's one part left and it's the next episode and it's gonna be fucking amazing yeah so like i was over there last night um he was like you need to catch up so that you can watch it live on sunday night and i was like it's so and then I didn't realize this. Well, I should have realized this. Next week's the Oscars. Like this oh. coming Sunday is the oh Oscars. God, yeah. yeah. But they're not they're not moving the, the, premiere the Last of Us, like the season yeah. finale. Um, but they moved it for Super Bowl. And so <laughs> That's like a big fuck you to the Oscars. <laughs> I know. And it's kind of just like Meg's Meg's like, I don't know what to do. And so I was like, well, just let me know if you guys are watching it on a different night. I was like, we're not fucking watching it on a different night. <laughs> nah. Um, so I, ha- I have a feeling Meg will be upstairs watching the Oscars and Al will be downstairs yeah. watching The Last of Us. Um, in which case, I might watch the Oscars because I've, I've embarrassingly only ever watched it once. And I it was it when I lived in Toronto and had cable. Exceedingly boring. But that's, that's also because I have... Little to no interest in the acting. Like, most of my interest in the acting 
community is you. Right. Like, it's literally <laughs> Nikki. Yeah. So, like, um, I like enjoying the media, but um, the award shows I find very boring, even if they're meant to be, like, you know, funny hosts and whatever. Yeah. Like, I like the dresses. The, yeah, I'll, I'll um, go on to, like, Facebook, and, like, Vogue always has the, like, red carpet, like, live updates, yeah. and so I'll just, like, fucking scroll through those. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, I yeah. love the dresses. The next day, I'm Googling, or I'm, Best like, dress, on, I'm on Instagram, dress. like, hashtag Oscars2023. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, just looking at those beautiful, beautiful costumes, yep. let's be honest. Yeah, that I would fucking love to wear Oh, my day. God. Yeah. I want, there's, um like, a couple of different companies that I see on TikTok all the time like Selkie Mm. Selkie dresses yeah Yeah. I would like literally sell an arm for that so yeah yeah I have a I have a a friend with a Selkie dress Captain Selkie has a Selkie dress I want them so bad they're so beautiful yeah just like real like run through a castle vibes yeah 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 yeah. even the short ones even the short ones yeah they're just very princessy and that's like I, when I was younger, was very much, like, against the princess butt because the whole, like, I'm not like other girls. Oh, that too. Yeah. But now I just want to feel like a princess all of the time. It's why I had my big princessy dress for my wedding. And it was so uh, pretty. So beautiful. Yeah. I love that dress. Do you still have it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, it's still in the plans to, like, sell it. I'm not going to, like, preserve it or whatever like I'm gonna sell it eventually but we just I haven't gotten around to it yeah. I have to like take it to a dry cleaner and like fix a thing but like yeah whatever I don't know it's, it was beautiful oh it's such an issue it was uh based on Kate Middleton's dress mm-hmm. it's like a, a knockoff version basically beautiful but like, it's beautiful lacy sleeves lace and, sleeves yeah. a nice big train I so you'll have to post a picture of that to our Instagram yeah mm-hmm. I mean like it, you only have to go back a couple of months to see. Oh yeah, you did post because one. yeah of my fifth anniversary in October. Right. So I posted my wedding pictures. So. Yeah. Did you post the laughing picture when you said your name wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good time! That was so funny. Was so I good. think about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, as you should. It was hilarious. Yeah. It was hilarious. What was I talking about last night? Um. Oh my god, okay, we were talking about antiviral again, because Tristan and I just talked about this movie too much. So it's a movie about celebrity culture, but oh, it's like... Oh, right, like and you're injecting film. yourself with... Yeah, yeah. so right. the the idea is basically that celebrity culture has gone, like, too far, right. and you're now injecting yourself with, um, like, illnesses that, that your favorite have. celebrity has had, but right. also you're eating lab-grown meat that's grown from celebrity tissue so you're like literally like eating a kate winslet steak and so we (laughs) were talking about that and i was saying that any time that i think of like beyond meat because they lab grow that anytime that i think about celebrities in general i think about antiviral like i think about this movie so much (sighs) and i kid you not i watched like a decade ago like it is just it's that old i don't think it was like actually a decade oh but, like, we watched it, like, within the first year of it coming out. I have no idea when it came out. I'm looking it up. I have no concept of time and the passage of time. 2012. 2012. So, yeah. 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 Like, a decade ago. Yeah. Um, And it 
honestly really traumatizing <laughs> it only has a 5.7 out of 10 on imdb and 65 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah because it's horrifying yeah <laughs> like oh it's also just really gross it's like body horror as well so like i recognize some of these oh yeah. McDowell was in yeah it. it's got like an interesting cast of people yeah um but it's also just like really horrifying <laughs> and i think about it a lot <laughs> So, so I will not be don't, watching. <laughs> I cannot tell you enough that if you are not a horror Norman lover. Norman Reedus was in it? Yes. If you are not a horror <laughs> lover, do not watch this. Oh um, God. Just don't. Just don't do it. I fucking love Norman Reedus. Uh, but if you do like horror, do watch it because it will fuck you up. Right. <laughs> what was this guy in? I don't know, but his face is so familiar. Banshee. Other than the fact that obviously I watched him in Antiviral. Yeah. So he played... Banshee in X-Men First Class, which I didn't see. Jeremy mm-hmm. Armitage in Get Out. I did see that. Also says that he was on Breaking Bad. Was he? It says TV shows, Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Let me see his Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh, he's got so n- such nice hair. Um, oh, I see him Breaking Bad. Oh, antiviral. Oh, these are movies. Ugh, horrifying. Um, I'm just trying to see if he was in anything <laughs> else. That, I that you would recognize and be like, oh, that's where I know him from. Lewis. He was only in two episodes. Yeah. I like how he's in Victorious. He's just, the role is adorable guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, I don't think I can say that right now. <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed, but it's fine. Oh, the other big news in my life, which I couldn't talk about until the oh, yeah. press release came out. Is that Indigo got hit with a cybersecurity attack and they stole employee data. Yep. Yep. Also, apparently, um, because one of my friends posted about it, if you have worked for Indigo in the last 10 years, they've stolen your data. data. Mm -hmm. You should have been reached out to, though. Yeah. Um, But some people hadn't. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Also, part of that is that, like, if you leave a job and then you just, like, never think about them again and you update your info like yeah it's harder for them to get in touch with you right um but basically they're offering all employees to all past and current employees two years of um credit tracking through equifax yeah um so you know and it's free like they're paying for it yeah. they also are working with the fbi and CSIS, and uh, they didn't pay the ransom which absolutely makes sense yeah because you can't be guaranteed that if you pay that ransom that they're gonna delete that data they're just gonna sell it they're just gonna get double the paycheck yeah so it makes sense that they wouldn't pay the ransom um they're still working on getting all of our functionality back up but we do have like a fair amount of it back i was gonna um, ask is i the think website our, still? i think our website is up now actually oh, okay. because they said that it was supposed to they were trying it on friday night or saturday night welcome to our temporary online home oh, where maybe you can still shop temporary. thousands of books and browse our curated selection of life but they like, were there trying is a cart, so shop books online yeah um, they were trying to, like, put up a full website, so I don't know if it's up yet or not. Right. But, um, they said that they were trying, like, over the weekend, so I don't know if it... I haven't been to work in a couple of days, so... <laughs> <laughs> Do you work today? No. Oh. Um, I've been getting a lot of Sunday Mondays off, Still, which yeah. I've really been enjoying, to yeah. be honest. Maybe, um, yeah. but I am looking for a cafe job, um, to do, like, in mornings. Obviously not Monday mornings. Say, do you want to say that on here? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I just... Oh, you, my bosses know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I literally okay. went to them and I was like, hey, 
just, you know, for income's sake, like, I gotta get a second job. Right. And I was just talking about how, like, what I miss from food service is just the, like, um, the not caring after work. D- mm, do you know what I mean yeah. by that? Like, I could go into work at, like, a McDonald's, work eight hours, a fucking leave, and not think one second about work when I leave. Yeah. Um, do you think about Indigo when you leave? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, I think about all the times that I fucked up that day. Um, like, somebody asked me to show them Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky or whatever, Do- uh, however you say his name. Dostoevsky? Yeah, sure. Um, and I showed them fucking War and Peace by Tolstoy. <laughs> I was like, it should be here. And then I walked away and I was like, oh my God, that's the wrong one. It was so bad. Anyway. Did you go back and find this? <laughs> no, I just, <laughs> I just walked away and I was like, they probably think I'm dumb. Oh God. But yeah, also I'm like. I'm new here. <laughs> also like our inventory system has been down for like a full month now. Like it yeah. started on the 7th of February. So like by the time this comes out, it'll be a full month. Right. And it's just. <laughs> Yeah. It's been a struggle. I know where a fair amount of things are in that store, but there are some things where I'm just like, is this nonfiction? Like, yeah. what? Yeah, no, that's fair. So It's a big store. Yeah, no, and part of this is just a hangover from when I was, like, the OL, mm. and I I thought about work a lot. Yeah. So, um, but I also just miss the ease of the job. Like, it's, it doesn't require me to think, really. Yeah. And, you know, tips are nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'm, I'm looking for a cafe job. Good for you. Yeah, and something to do in the mornings. I'll just, like, work it yeah. in to go at night. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not on Wednesdays or Mondays. Not on Wednesdays or Mondays. No. I almost said Mondays. Mondays, not Wednesdays or Mondays. Yeah, I do that all the time. Wednesdays are sacred TT time. Yeah. What is on my charger? I don't know. Oh, it's, like, crumbs. Why is it crumbs? Do you eat a lot? On your computer? I eat a lot no. on our couch. Yeah, but like... <laughs> I find crumbs on our couch all the time. All the time. That's typical. But, ugh, get... There we go. Okay. I don't know. It was just bothering me. Yeah. You look down oh. and you're like... Ugh. Yeah, I was like, that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like the other day when you just started, like, cleaning your wall. Because <laughs> you, like, noticed it. It was like, uh... Oh, yeah. Not, you're like, um, light, light switches. Switch. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And then you were like, mm, that's also dirty. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just see things. Sometimes I see things and then I just immediately don't look at them again. And Literally. I ignore them. Oh my God. I have the best story for that. Oh. So I, last night, I got something in my eye and I was yeah. like, Tristan, can you hand me the, um, like eye drops there in front of the stove on the floor? And he's like what and then he like walked over and they weren't there and then he was like oh yeah I picked them up the other day and put them here we had like this conversation and I was like oh well I mean they've been there for a few weeks and he's like and you didn't pick them up I was like no no No. I knew where they were okay I would have picked them up eventually when I needed them and then put them back where I usually get them from right but at least if they're there, you know where they're at. I knew where they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And then they're there as a reminder to do something with them later. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. He swept the floor was the thing. It's, oh. He actually, it was very nice. And I didn't notice for multiple days until I was like, oh, <laughs> the ground feels less crummy than usual. I'm, I'm not wiping, wiping my, my feet on my pants. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I 
don't like to wear socks in my house. I no. don't like to wear um, slippers yeah. in my house. Like, I prefer if my floors were just, like, heated. Same. Um, but I also hate the feeling of, like, the little crumbs and dirt and whatever that gets all over your floor. And also we have cats, so, like, kitty litter. And they're, yeah. like, constantly just, like, playing with shit yeah. under the couch. And, like... Yeah. I so. wear slippers just because my... Well, A, my toes get really, really cold. And yeah. we have tile in, like, half of our house. And B, um, my podiatrist was like, yeah, because this side of my foot that's been bugging me he's like you know you're walking on a hard surface and it's pushing into the floor like you need something to cushion that yeah it's not working oh Sam. so i made another appointment to go back yeah. and see him but it's not for a while because he's very busy yeah um but yeah it's i a, it's annoying so i just spend a lot of my time like wiping my feet off on your feet my feet or slash legs slash yep. whatever yep because I, really, I just don't like, I don't like, no. I like my toesies to be free. Yeah. I, I was telling Andrew, like, I measured this room and it's eight feet by ten feet. And I was like, okay, so I want to get a seven foot by nine foot area rug. Yeah. For this to room. Cover to cover most of the floor. Yeah. Because the floor is really cold and I stand on it all the time and it's hard because it's tile in yeah. the studio. Um, it would also help with audio sound, sound dampening yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um dampening i said dampening dampening, dampening, dampening. sound dampening yeah and i really want an area rug in the living room but andrew hates rugs i don't like carpet and i'm not like the biggest fan of rugs partially because i have cats so they scratch them right. up um so i mostly just exist with the hard it's not even like hardwood it's like laminate flooring right. yeah because i rent um, it would be hardwood if I owned a house. <laughs> that came with the house. That hardwood, yeah, it definitely needs to be redone, refinished. refinished sure, yeah, but it's not high on our priority list. No, it's functional, and that's all you need. Yep, there's a hole in now. it. Oh like, no! Yeah, on the way into like the hallway, there's yeah. a there's a hole in the floor. We had hardwood in our um, in my house when I was a kid in mm. the farmhouse on Brooklyn Street. Uh, it was original to the house it was like a 200 year old farmhouse and it was beautiful Mm. so i've always loved hardwood but i've always been like cricketing with my feet because of the feel yeah (laughs) we had carpet um until when i was in grade seven they tore up the carpet in my bedroom and put Mm -hmm. down like the peel and stick tile yeah um and then a couple years later they tore up all of the carpet and we got um secondhand laminate flooring like someone had oh, taken it up yeah and it was still in decent enough condition that, that you could put it back could, down yeah. yeah um and so we did that um and yeah so yeah same thing like yeah i i don't like carpet because i don't like cleaning it yeah me neither but i like rugs because then i can wipe my feet on them yeah that's that's true yeah um i want to get a runner for a hallway mm. that's what i want because that's where we track most of our dirt like yeah. because we come, when you come in right in yeah. the house right and um the cats will just like fuck with like a mat like what are those called welcome mats yeah. or whatever They'll just, like, constantly just, like, tear that up. Um, Jazz used to try and push it out of our apartment. <laughs> I'd come home. This was especially in um, our Quinpool apartment. Yeah. Because there was, like, a big gap between oh. the door. And so he would basically, like, play with the mat and, like, push it out of the door. And so I'd come home to, like, half our mat, like, out in the hallway. <laughs> 
Or he'd do that with our bath mat in our, in our oh my um, God. bathroom all the time. What? It was really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I love him, but... But annoying. Annoying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. We were that house where there was always, like, garbage, like, pushed out from right. under our... And it was just our cats playing with it. Yeah. So. You're like, I swear, it's not us. We're not dirty people. We yeah. just have cats. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get a runner from my side of the bed because it's against the outside wall. So it's cold. And the floor is cold yeah. in the morning. Yeah. I want heated floors. Same. That's the ultimate dream. Yeah. Which, you know, and Andrew will be happy for this. Andrew, like... Andrew wants to build a house. Yeah. We, I also want to build a house. Same. But he wants to build it on a slab. Oh, and I'm like, no, I need cold. a basement. I'm like, I need a basement. Yeah. He's like, why? I'm like, because I've always had a basement. But I, I was like, like, I need a basement. <laughs> I so. only like basements if they're finished. Right. I find unfinished basements murdery. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so um, I suppose it would be a good argument for a slab house because you it could would be put very in easy to put in for it. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep, yep. Geothermal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did a whole project. Well, Same. it wasn't a project. In high school. So I was an Envirothon. Me too. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about yes. this before. Yeah. I think we were offset by like uh, a year or two or well, something. Well, you're like three, four years younger than me. Yeah. You're so the like, same age as Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that you had done like your last one before I did my first one. Yeah. Or we may have crossed over for exactly one year because I started in grade nine. And I was there, I think it was in grade... Oh, I think I was in grade 11. Okay, so maybe we just, like, but it might have been grade 12, year. yeah. But um, I did, like, an Envirothon project on yeah. geothermal heating. Nice. <laughs> so. When you were there, did they have a drumming... Like, was it at this Tim Hortons yeah. camp with the... Yeah, Was there, a, like, a yeah. drumming circle? Yeah. Like, I was there! I think we were there for one year, like, crossover. At the same time. Yeah. And there was, like, you know, because you had all these different things, and there was, like, a hole, and you had to, like, look at the different layers of the earth. Yeah. Yeah, we were there at the same time. Yeah, we did the same year. What? That was, that was my first year. That was also my first and only year. I only yeah, went the so once. I did... I did all four years of that. Okay. I did four years of Envirothon. Yeah. No. Nope. Um, so that was my first year, and we got into third place, which was a big deal because we'd never won anything before. Nice. Like, our high school was right. kind of shitty, so right. we never really won anything. I was annoyed because, like, we also didn't, we didn't win anything. And then we went, we won the next three years. We got first. Nice. Yeah. It's because you were on the team. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> But no, it was a good time. I never actually got to go to the North American competitions because mm. I was always doing something else. Right. But um, yeah. yeah, our team won and got to go. I just never was able to actually go. Yeah. So Yeah, that was in 2007. Sad because um, it was a good time. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it, I love Envirothon. Yeah. It and was... also it would have been the first time because one was in Phoenix and oh. then the other one was in New York, I think. And then the third one, I didn't even figure out where that was because... Well, didn't matter. Didn't matter. I wasn't going. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair. It's like um, Sackle High is advertising their 2024 trip to, I think it's Costa Rica. And I'm like, oh, Which makes me remember the, the grade 12 trip that they took. And I think it was to Europe. And I couldn't go because yeah. I was going to New York that year with my choir. Yeah, to go sing. To go Con- sing in Carnegie Hall. Yeah. Um, oh. Um, but so mom was like, you can only do one. And Which I was is like, absolutely fair. I know. Cause we fun- we always had to fundraise. Yeah. They were expensive trips. Um, but it was like, 
what are the chances that I'm ever going to get to singing Carnegie Hall again? Yeah. I can go to Europe anytime. Yeah. Quote, um, unquote. That was, that was my thing too. Like, um, so in 2008, yeah. we won for the first time right. and that was the one that was in Arizona. Yeah. And, but I was going to be in Paris and Prague with my choir. Yep. <laughs> and we had already raised the like $8,000 per person. Yeah. Um, and considering that it was my brother and I both in the choir and then my mom was going along as a chaperone, mm-hmm. that was a fair amount of money for our very poor family. Yeah. Um, and I, it was at the exact same time and I was like, well, I'm not missing fucking Paris of Rock. Like, nope. A, we've already paid for half of it. And, <laughs> and B, it's like a family trip. Like, I can probably go to Arizona on my own, um, but... Yeah. Go sing in Paris and Prague. Yeah. Mm. Like, ooh, a little oh, different. Not. And yeah. then I was going to a French camp the next year. Mm. Um, yeah. So it was really great. I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot about the environment. Yeah. Environment. Yeah. Um, I still have, like, a bunch of clothes from there because I would, you would get, like, a hoodie or, like, a shirt or something, like, every year. So. Yeah. I don't <sighs> think I have anything. It was good. It was a good yeah. time. I was sad that I only did it the once. I got, like, roped into it in 2007 because yeah. they needed another team member. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and my brother was already on it because his friends were mm. the ones that were doing it. Sherry, I don't remember her last name, but her dad was literally, like, the top man of forestry Nova Scotia at the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, she had grown up with all the forestry, so she did all of her forestry stuff. Yeah. I ended up being the soils expert, and I can still tell the difference between like sandy silty loam and silty sandy loam like I can still tell um <laughs> so I became the soil expert and I remember like they had dug basically a hole yeah. and we had to like lean um, in lean in and basically describe like all the striations yeah. and like it was fa- fascinating it was really cool it was kind of rainy that weekend it was yeah. so it was like wet and like mm. um not super fun but it was also beautiful it's also the last year they did it at Tatamagush was it yeah they moved oh. it to Acadia for the rest of the years oh, okay so not I, as fun but. yeah I'd never <laughs> been to the Tim Hortons camp yeah um, it's beautiful up it's there it's really nice yeah. yeah I love the big fireplace mm. I sang karaoke yeah oh my god yeah <laughs> <laughs> this it's just <laughs> the fact that this is Something, like, we have crossed paths so many times yeah. before we actually met and yeah. became friends is just really fascinating yeah, to me. Yeah, I know. Me. It's so. funny. Yeah. Is Ninja out? I keep hearing clicking. That's his knight, his knuckles. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, where's the dog? Ninja's just like, oh, Brianna's fine. Well, I, I thought he was, like, prowling. Like, really coming yeah, up. Yeah, it was making me really stressed. <laughs> um, Yeah. So it's funny because I think when I was in grade, when I was in grade 12, I also joined the Reach for the Top team. <gasps> yeah. Um, for me though, because I was in French immersion, it was Faso Castilla. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we went to Dal for the competition. Yeah. And like, I just, I don't know how I knew half of the stuff from these questions, but we came third. So like I got yeah. I got a thousand dollar scholarship to Dow nice um, that I never used because wow. I never went. Um, but That's why they hand those out? They're like, yeah. here you go. You're I never know. gonna use them. I know. But like second place was like four thousand and first place was a full ride. Yeah. And so I was that would have been nice. I know I was really devastated to only get a thousand dollars, but we never did great at Paso Castellano. No. Uh, we never really got <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> 
It was really, it was fun. It was good. Yeah. It was, I love trivia. I, um, I'm just one of those like spongy people that really soaks up fun facts. Um, that's, that's really but, like, I didn't, what I like. I didn't study. No, I didn't no. need stuff for it. Like, I don't know how I knew this stuff. No, no, no. Um, it was really weird. Um, but yeah, my teammates were Scott Harone and Kevin Montgomery, mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin something. He was so smart. He was um, like a year or two behind me. So when we did it, you were allowed to sit in on some other like competitions, mm-hmm. like yeah. you could watch them. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, that year actually it was just ridiculous because there was this one question where it was obvious that this team had had this question before because the uh, person asked Kie Le Petit Garçon and they replied with Christopher Robin. Oh, yes. And it was like, how would you... So for those who don't speak French, it's who's the little boy? And um, that's all that the question... Asked. Well... All the questioner asked. So because if you buzzed in, they would stop their question. Right. So most people would wait until the question was finished. But if you knew the answer, you could buzz in early. Right. Um, but if you buzzed in early, they wouldn't finish the question. Right. So it's like, who's the little boy? So it was probably the, what we're guessing is the question was, who is the little boy from Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. But they only got out, who is the little boy? And then they answered. So it was very clear that they like had heard this question before. Right. Um, but every once in a while, my brother and I will just look at each other and go, so yeah it's a, a little like weird meme i was yeah. in a lot of academic um things like that i also did math, math leaps, leaps. Mm-hmm. um at saint mary's uh we the year i did it it was at acadia oh okay yeah yeah well and it might have been different like because you were in a valley school yeah so yeah. i think it was because there were like regional math yeah. leaps. um again i was brought onto the team because they needed a fourth mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah I wasn't as good at mathletes as I thought I was going to be. Oh my god, it's so much hard. I it's thought, so hard. I genuinely thought that I was going to do great. Yeah. I was like, epic. Yeah. I, this is going to be fantastic. Yeah. And then I sucked. I sucked And like, so I bad. love math. Yeah. Because it, it always has an answer and yep. the answer, it's correct. It's always right. It's, you, if You're you do. You're either right or wrong. Yes. If you do the math correctly, you will get the right answer. It's not subjective like. English or yeah. even like that's biology. Why, that's why you know? I liked it so much. Yeah, yeah, because it had a clear answer. Yeah. It was very black and white. Yeah. Um, but then I got to mathletes and I went, holy shit, these kids really understand math. Yeah, and I did not. And like obviously I was roped into this by my brother yeah. because he was in mathletes mm-hmm. uh, and absolutely should have been because he loves math. He mm-hmm. has a degree in math and then he went on to do a finance um, certificate. So, like, you know. Math. <laughs> math. He's very mathy. Yeah. Um, but that was the year that I realized that uh, math was not my future. <laughs> because I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So, uh, I also, for whatever reason, uh, I think there was, like, a team that had lost two of their people that day. And so they, they like tried to make it even by taking like a person from like two other teams and oh. like um and so I got put on this random team that I had never like done math with before and basically spent the whole time just translating English so great time um I it I was like hey sorry to let you down but I didn't realize how high level this math was gonna be yeah 
It, it like it is. <laughs> it's high. very high level math. Yeah, and like I took pre cal and calculus. Like yeah, and I blazed through them. I oh, loved I did not. it. I physics that, on the other hand. Oh, see, I loved physics, and it really should have been. Uh, like an indicator when I was struggling with pre-calculus and calculus that I should not go study astrophysics. I mean... But I did. Everyone... For two months. Everyone has this dream. Like, okay. Because we are told that we need to have our future set by 18. Yeah. And make... I didn't know what I wanted to do. And make money. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I took physics in second semester of grade 12 I think. No, it might have been first semester. And fell in love with the astronomy, like the astrophysics unit, one yeah. of three units that we did that year. So I was like, I'm going to go study astrophysics at university. <laughs> Mom was like, why do you go study music? I was like, because I fucking hate music. Because I hate it now. Right? Like, go and, piano. And then you study music. And now music. I, yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Um, yeah, my brother thought about becoming an astrophysicist for a while. Yeah, because um, I was like, I could be an astronaut. Yeah. But then he got, like, denied for a master's degree, and he was just, like, taking time to find himself, so. Oh. Yeah. yeah it happens. It does. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Great. That feels like a That's good, a good stopping yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you can find us on any podcast, major podcast <laughs> listening platforms. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> CastBox, Apple, Amazon. Google, Google, Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> I usually um, do. You do. I know. I was like, oh, you're gonna do this one. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on social media at Books and Bisexuals at B Ellis underscore Poetry at Nikki dot Rose dot Martin. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank for you listening. for listening. This and is like a good length. We'll see you next yeah. week. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Bye. bye.